morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, January 19th. This date went down in history as a big day for television and for Lucille Ball. On this date in 1953, CBS aired the widely watched episode of I Love Lucy, in which Lucy's character, Lucille Ricardo, gave birth to little Ricky. But on the same day, Lucille Ball gave birth off-camera to her real son, Desi Arnaz Jr. They couldn't have timed that any better. And for your trivia question, on this date back in 1974, a nine-mile traffic jam kept fans from attending a rock concert in Miami. Many didn't get there until the show was half over. Whose concert was it? I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes. But first, let's have a look at that Friday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Friday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovi. Let's get a look at your weather for today as we plan things out. We are starting out temperatures not nearly as chilly as they were yesterday morning. We started out in the 20s this morning, 40s to around 50 degrees. Some spotty light showers very early this morning. Then the showers push offshore. Sky will clear out. Lots of sunshine, but it will become increasingly windy. High temperatures today around 63, but big changes. If you're headed out this evening, you'll start to notice that colder air moving in by tomorrow morning, 28 with some wind chill values down in the teens Saturday morning. Mid-40s, that's it for high temperatures this weekend. Coldest morning, Sunday morning at 21. We could have some single digits for wind chills first thing Sunday morning, so be extra careful as we head into next week. Let's look like a warm-up by the time we get into Wednesday in the 70s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. As Moms for Liberty gathered for a chapter meeting in Mount Pleasant last night, protesters did the same. One of their main areas of concerns, the Charleston County School District Board Chair Keith Grabowski attended that meeting. Our Molly McBride spoke to him one-on-one about what he planned to share. I was able to speak with Grabowski as he was headed into that meeting. He said he planned to share his experience on the board over the last year with the chapter, which he described as wild. He also said he planned to provide information about the district's budget and talk about the district's ELA curriculum. Many protesters shared concerns about a public official providing information to a private group behind closed doors. Here's his response. I will speak to any group that would like me to speak. You know, it's like you think of any organization. I'm an exchange club member. I've spoken to the exchange club. Rotaries, you know, I speak to Rotaries. So to me, any group that would like me to talk, I'm more than happy to talk about my experience as a trustee. I asked if he had any affiliation with Moms for Liberty. He said their only connection was that they endorsed him. Reporting in Mount Pleasant, I'm Molly McBride. For months, parts of the low country have seen an increase in overdose deaths. And that trend is true in Berkeley County as well, where recent reports show a significant increase in overdose deaths last year. Wake Up Carolina is a nonprofit that provides resources and support to those facing addiction and their families. The organization is currently located in Mount Pleasant. That's where our Autumn Klein is joining us live. So, Autumn, tell us how this nonprofit will now be serving Berkeley County to hopefully lower some of those overdose numbers. Good morning, Shelby and Katie. Wake Up Carolina officially has a facility in Monk's Corner with plans to open in early February. The organization saw a great need in Berkeley County, and with the help of the county council, the coroner's office, and their other partners and donors, that they were able to make it happen, and they're excited to see what's to come. No one should have to lose a loved one 
to know that recovery is possible. Nancy Stedman Shipman is very passionate about helping people recover from addiction and supporting their families as this is something that hits close to home for her. Shipman lost her 19-year-old son to drug overdose in 2016 and since then has done everything she can to make sure that no one has to go through that too. All you have to do is open the door. All you have to do is is come in and say, hey, and you're in a safe space. While what you're seeing may not look like much yet, in less than a month, this building will be filled with people seeking recovery and families getting the support they need. The new space on Main Street in Monk's Corner is full of rooms for resources like support groups, Narcan training, and more. There is a crisis. People are dying left and right. Close to half of the people Wake Up Carolina serves are from Berkeley County, over 40 minutes from Mount Pleasant, which is where the organization's other facility is located. A space where someone in Berkeley County doesn't have to get in the car. As hard as it is to get in the car and drive, for me to have driven 30 minutes to my first group, it took me five times before I ever got out of the car to go into that group. Berkeley County Coroner Darnell Hartwell has partnered with Wake Up Carolina to bring this facility here. One of my hardest part of my job is to have to sit with a family member and explain to them why they love one. Um, have died. Shipman and Hartwell want to do everything they can to help this crisis the county is facing. With the numbers that we're seeing here in Berkeley County, me and my staff, we just can't sit and just watch those numbers come. We have to do something. That helps one. Right? That's my hope of this place, is that if it helps one person. Coroner Hartwell tells me that less than a month into the new year, and they unfortunately already have seen deaths that they suspect are a result of overdose. They're just waiting on toxicology reports. He told me they confirmed over 70 overdose deaths in 2023, and they still have 40 that are pending. He predicts about half of those will come back as confirmed overdose deaths, and he hopes that Wake Up Carolina's new facility can help bring change to the county. Reporting live in Mount Pleasant, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office says it has arrested a man in a deadly shooting at an illegally operated bar. 22-year-old Joshua Drayton is charged with aggravated breach of peace in connection to the shooting at Hush Lounge in the Dunbar community. Investigators tell us that they learned a fight broke out between lounge patrons just before Christmas, which led to an exchange of gunfire in the parking lot. Witnesses identified Drayton as one of the multiple shooters. Investigators have yet to identify who fired the deadly shot. If you've got information on this case, you are reach, asked to reach out to the sheriff's office. That's 843-546-5102. The Dorchester County Sheriff's Office tells us a 43-year-old man is facing multiple charges after authorities tell us he distributed child porn on social media. David Beal, you see him there, he was arrested after deputies executed a search warrant at his Somerville home. He's charged with five counts of sexual exploitation of a minor. Officials say Beal uploaded sexually explicit files on Instagram in September and accessed pictures that showed nude minors as young as eight years old. His bond was set at $50,000. The 20-year-old charged after shots were fired near Coastal Carolina University's campus is now walking free. Savion Pinckney posted bond Tuesday just a day after CCU police arrested him for allegedly opening fire at the Cove Apartments. While the gunshots didn't hurt anyone, officers say they did wake up quite a few tenants and left some fearing for their lives at school. Pinckney is not a CCU student, but is charged with carrying weapons on school property.
and shooting a gun on city limits. Data shows South Carolina is spending more money than other states to boost people's health. Despite this, South Carolinians are among the unhealthiest of Americans. Lawmakers believe they have a fix with what the governor calls one of the most important bills they can pass this year. This summer, one of the state's largest agencies, the Department of Health and Environmental Control, will split into two new agencies. Lawmakers are pushing an even more seismic shift into who oversees the state's health services by merging six health agencies into one. We had a year-long study into looking under the hood, looking at how we deliver public health services, figuring out best practices, and coming up with a model that delivers those services better to South Carolinians. The bill would create an agency called the Executive Office of Health and Policy. It would also create a new position in the governor's cabinet, which would be appointed by the governor with the Senate's approval. Next week, Governor Henry McMaster will deliver his annual State of the State address, where he'll outline some of his top priorities for South Carolina in 2024. At the State House at 7 p.m. Wednesday, McMaster is expected to reiterate legislative calls to the General Assembly impossible unveil new proposal. Just two weeks ago, he unveiled the state's new budget, highlighting his fiscal priorities. This will be the governor's seventh address, who at the end of his term will have served at the state's chief exec- as the state's chief executive longer than anyone else in state history. The South Carolina Department of Transportation has selected its new secretary. The position is being left vacant after Christy Hall announced her retirement. Justin Powell, who currently serves as the chief operating officer, was appointed to fill the role. He's previously been responsible for managing day-to-day operations and maintenance of the nation's fourth largest state highway system. I've managed large organizations. I've balanced budgets in the hundreds of millions and billions, and I've brought major projects Uh, from concept to reality uh, throughout my career. It will be my highest honor to serve as the Secretary of Transportation for SCDOT. Powell first joined SCDOT in 2019 as the Deputy Secretary for Finance and Administration. State Senator still needs to confirm his appointment. South Carolina State University and MUSC are partnering to offer student health care services in Orangeburg. It's the first time MUSC Health Orangeburg has partnered with any university to promote student health and their overall academic experience. The partnership will provide both telemedicine services and an on-campus advanced practitioner. The telemedicine services will give students access to real-time medical services without disrupting their academic schedules. Basically, peace of mind for them, but also for their parents, because, of course, they're not with their families. Uh, We're able to offer that holistic care, not just from the academic side that they're there for South Carolina State. They're receiving medical care um, as well. A joint committee from both organizations will oversee the program's implementation and success. The partnership is scheduled to start this spring. The State Department of Health and Environmental Control says despite a downward trend in respiratory cases, you shouldn't let your guard down. Officials say there were just over 300 hospitalizations and 11 flu-related deaths in the last week. Despite these declining numbers, DHEC says the state needs to do better when it comes to vaccination rates. As of Saturday, only between 6 and 7 percent of eligible South Carolinians have gotten the latest COVID-19 vaccine. While flu vaccinations are a little bit better, DHEC says higher rates would make a difference in both hospitalization and disease rates. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned a concert that many ticket holders didn't get to on time because of a nine-mile traffic jam in Miami. Who was playing? It was Bob Dylan. And yes, there were a few demonstrations by those who didn't arrive until the show was almost halfway done.
Celebrating birthdays this Friday, former PBS newsman Robert McNeil is 93, actor-singer Michael Crawford is 82, Chef Paula Dean is 77, and U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is 42. Thanks so much for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live Five News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live Five News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24/7 from Live Five News, the Low Country's news leader.